Yuki cards. Well, today on the show we have um, world famous naturalist Tom Greening, and this is Kip Koke talks to his friends. Hope you like it. Mr. Tom, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Kip? Eh, hanging in there. Are you enjoying our spring? It is spring. Yeah. It is, uh, it, it's a rapid uh, thing for me. Not, it was not long ago that I was in the, uh, in the fullest of winters. Where were you up north? Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard Toledo's nice. <laughs> it is nice. I didn't hear anything about it before I got there. But but I'm glad you heard it that it was nice. Maybe I told you that. Yeah. Maybe you did. <laughs> nice. And you giving tours? Is that what you're doing? Right. Because, COVID. because the world is just a different place than, it, than it's been before. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, if people did come, then I would I would do that. <laughs> yeah. But for now, I like uh, I do other things. I like make maps and I hang out with uh, children sometimes. And we play games outside. What did you make for dinner tonight? That looked good. Well, it was, it's just, you know, your standard kind of uh, bolognese. Oh, nice. With, uh, with lots of mushrooms in it, which is my uh, my jam. Mushrooms and jalapenos. Right. I ate mushrooms. Don't cook for me. Oh, Kip, I'd love But I, I could choose not to use mushrooms. Okay. Well, that'd be fair. What do you mean, in general? <laughs> well, like, de- definitely I want to know what you want in general. But, um, but what's the, are we, is this on the radio now? No, no, it's just, it's pre-recorded. Right. So all Sweet. we're doing is talking. That's great. That's it. No premise. No premise. Yeah. You're, you're kind of a master of radio, really. <laughs> Look out, Radio Master. Step aside. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I there's a lot of uh, transitions in my life right now, and so you called it a good time. I was really happy to hear from you um, when you called the other day. And uh, I was out on a dusty road with uh, Megan, mm-hmm. taking a, just, just taking a walk of uh, a square mile walk out on the prairies. I don't know if you've ever done this, but it ends up being four miles, as you can imagine, because you're walking a square mile. Not so bad. Of a field, not so bad. Yeah. We, we, came, we encountered one tree <laughs> and, uh, and one phone call 
from you. Oh, nice. And, and a shovel. It sounds like a CBC program. Walk a square mile. In <laughs> Walk my it. Shoes. Yeah. Just every day you go out, walk a random square mile, find nothing. Yeah, or find so many things. Yeah. Every episode would be different. side of you I'm not as I'm not very fast but what is it it that leopards are known for Kip I don't know fur I guess nice I don't really know what leopards do they're not the coolest cats they're pretty though (laughs) I bet like they're good at purring. Yeah. So what else? Go ahead. Well, Kip, I wanna, he- I wanna hear about, I wanna hear about you, to be honest, mm-hmm. whether it's on the radio or not. Yeah. What, what's going on? Not a lot. Just been kind of hankering down kind of bored you know oh well you've had I mean you've always been pretty good at having an anchor would you, would you support that statement yeah I, I yeah I think so I mean like from the earliest uh, you know or some of the earliest days you've uh, you know been a cap a captain with uh, with an anchor 
you know, pretty, pretty uh, solid on this floating platform. Yeah, Turtle Island. Yeah, on the on the island. Just strolling around town, tossing my anchor, sitting down there for a while. You know, I was uh, I was shopping, uh, doing some online shopping recently before you called me and uh, was thinking of you um, be, uh, because I was well I was shopping for car decals what are those it's like uh, like a big vinyl sticker that you can buy and put on your car you know we've all seen them they come in you can get your like tribal tattoo style flames right sticker. right um, but I was thinking of you because I was remembering your old car. The Murata? The Murata. And I know it didn't have decals on it, but it was the kind of car that would have been so cool if it had decals on it. Yeah, we should have really done that one up. Shouldn't have us. We should have. Whatever happened to that thing? Um, I think like all old cars, it ran out of old car juice yeah yeah and then was and then you brought it to the scrap yard yeah a lot of scrap yard cars in my life do you have a scrap yard car today no I don't have a car anymore it's for the best it's fine right now I mean I could buy one but What's the point? What's it like riding the bus these days? I I've been out in the in the country for a while now. I I don't know what that's like. Um, I haven't been on the bus at all. Right. Yeah, I just walk everywhere. It's a good way to do it. Yeah, it's. I guess it keeps me fit healthy if I could be that do you have do you repair your shoes Kip? no I just buy new ones yeah or I get the shoe doctor too but they got cancelled so I don't know if I'm allowed to now the shoe doctor got cancelled <laughs> isn't that funny they said something random. I don't know. Was it like on a, like a community chat group? <coughs> I think it was on Twitter. Oh, man. <coughs> and did it have anything to do with Birkenstocks? Was it like, were they, were they really slamming like a certain shoe? I don't know what they were doing. I didn't care. Didn't look deep into it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that can happen. People, uh, you know, rightfully get upset when people say stupid things. Yeah, but they shouldn't even. They shouldn't be upset when people say dumb things? Yeah, they shouldn't. They should just be like, whatever. <laughs> well, some people have that attitude, but, but not everybody. 
and we live in a world where there's all kinds of attitudes, you know, about all kinds of things. Yeah, I don't... I'm not a very passionate man, so... I don't understand it so much. Kip, you say that, but I think that that's not true. What do you, you mean? Th- you don't think you're passionate? Not really, no. I mean, I know you're speaking kind of in a monotone now, but that doesn't make you not passionate. You've you've always, since I've known you, been passionate. And I see it in you today. I mean, here you are out in the world doing things, making things, you know, putting yourself out there. What motivates you if it's not a passion for it? I don't know, because it's not money. So I guess you win this <laughs> argument. There's not big money on, in uh, community radio these days, eh? No. It's no, still pretty, pretty low on the income scale. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. But it's fun to do, and people like it. So, I mean, but, like, doesn't that, doesn't that mean you're passionate? Like, when I see, you know, anybody do, do things continually over their life and, you know, like, have, like, focus and attention to different subjects, I feel like that's passion. Or do you, I don't know. Okay, I'll say I have, I have some passion, but it's not a Spanish passion. I mean, you write love letters. Like, what isn't that passion? But girls, it turns out, don't even like those. But, but that's not, that doesn't, you know, that's either here or there when it comes to passion. Whether the, <laughs> whether the girls like the passion or not, it still represents something that is coming from passion or motivated by it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So maybe you are a passionate guy, Kim. Maybe you, maybe you are a passionate guy. Well, I, I'm not, no, I don't, I don't know either way, but yeah. Where are you uh, staying while uh, you're in town? I'm staying at my uh, mother-in-law's house. And uh, she... Uh, tragically passed away um, this summer, this yeah. last summer. I and, heard about that. Yeah, and so so I'm staying there with uh, with my partner Megan, who you know. Yeah. A little bit. And um, yeah, so it's my vacation. It's my Winnipeg vacation. What's how much time you got off? I have a whole month. Oh my god, you're in for a real treat. Well, I know. I already, like, oh, Kip, I hadn't been on a bicycle in more than a year. Literally, I hadn't sat my tush on a bicycle seat in a year, and today, there it was. Back in the saddle. Back on the road again. Yeah. I need to fix my bike, and I'm really excited to do that, too. Well, once you do, you should come over and sit in the yard with me. Yeah, just relax. Yeah. Yeah, I got 
some, uh, I, just this morning, I was uh, chopping up some Manitoba maple uh, branches uh, okay. with, an, with an old electric chainsaw, and so I have a whole bunch of uh, kind of yard firewood going on. Oh, so you're ready for bonfires. I'm ready for a bonfire, yeah. A nice, uh, pleasantly scented one. Yeah, well, we don't care. No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just go for a little scoot down to your your neighborhood. Exactly. Just sit there. I love just sitting there. Me too. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, where's your favorite place to sit now? Oh, I like sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah, it gets messy sometimes, but it takes like five minutes to clean up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, everything's kind of nice and and cozy. Um, haven't broken Have the law. What? You haven't broken the law. Nope. No. Well, jaywalking, but yeah. Other than that, no. That's not a law. I don't I don't think it is either. You know, um speaking of law, I um my dog got arrested recently. Head out the window? No. He was uh he was partying. What? Yeah, he was partying and he was partying too hard. He's got a crew. He's got a crew, and they like to, you know, they cruise around at night. And, um, you know, some people, you know, think it's trouble. Oh, no. I don't think it's too much trouble, personally. But they do, you know, what does happen is that they, uh, they all the dogs that are around that are tied up, then they get pretty, you know, then they make a lot of noise. Right. So it's not like any, there's not like any fighting going on, but there's, you know, maybe some ruckus. Right, and the poor tied up dogs don't get a chance to play. Well, you know, they're not poor. They're more like, you know, but yeah, they don't, they don't have as many chances to play. That's fun. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Scandalous. full on arrested. Even, he even got a, uh, a mug shot. Wow. Yeah, a mugshot on the on the Facebook page saying bad dog. <laughs> oh my god! Dog up at the jail, at the dog jail. That is too much. Yeah. How much did it cost yeah. you? To, how much was uh, to bail him out? It was. Uh, it was not. It was not a charge, but uh, but it was. You know, it was a strong. A suggestion that it, that doesn't happen again. Right. And so he he's had he's had to be on pretty good behavior since then. Oh, poor little guy. He was just having fun. He was just having fun. But you know, at least you know where I live now, 
there's there's uh you know there's dangers at night so it's good to it's probably best that i keep them keep them nearby at nighttime right yeah there's wolves around oh yeah so you know they're not always they're not always sometimes they're hungry and they just do what they gotta do but wolves generally are pretty nice to other dogs sometimes and there's not really a lot to back that up you know there's not a lot of incidents that can back it up Mm -mm. Um, so it's something i think i i really encourage people not to have fear of wolves it's really quite a special thing to see a wolf at all and uh Mm -hmm. they're really not likely to be uh to like injure you in any sort of way what about coyotes? Coyotes are a little different. There's a little bit more um, history, I guess. But I, you know what I think it is with coyotes is that it just so happens that coyote environments cross over with human ones more often. So because mm. of the proximity and crossover, there's just more chances for encounters and thus more chances for a negative encounter. Right. So I don't think they're maybe... Oh, they're also probably, you know, they're not too bad. I, I've been I've been followed by coyotes before, and it was pretty freaky, but they didn't do anything. They just followed me. So, you know. Maybe they I were... Little, maybe they were protecting yeah. you. I don't... Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I wonder what they were protecting me from. A wolf. I was, I was just... <laughs> I was in the suburbs of Calgary, so I don't think, I don't know if there was anything really bad going on o- over there. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> not those suburbs. <laughs> no, no. But there's lots of, like, really grassy hills out in the burbs there. And, uh, lo- you know, there's lo- plenty, plenty of coyote spots. Yeah, it's a weird town. It is. Yeah. Lots of concrete. What? Concrete. Yes. Cities yes. like concrete. They do. And, um, Kip, have you, ever, have you ever driven the number one highway kind of past Calgary and you're getting in to the Rocky Mountains there? You know that stretch? Yeah. I so have. In, in your imagination, when you're thinking about it, can you imagine that big factory? It's like pretty much the first thing. It's like all you know. You're driving and you're driving and you're you see the mountains and then finally you're in the mountains and then boom, there's this like massive factory with a big smokestack that's just billowing, uh, you know, clouds up in the air. Do you do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just that's, there. That's the concrete factory. That's the big Lafarge concrete factory. There it is, supplying supplying all the cities. Grinding down a mountain. That's hilarious. More concrete for the future. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Takes a lot of of heat to make all make all that concrete. What do they burn? Do you think? You know, 
I've heard actually is that uh, sometimes they burn old tires. To uh, that, that's one of the ways that uh, I think they call it recycling, but I don't know if we can really all stand behind that title. But uh, yeah, because it takes a lot of heat because they have to. I think in order to make the lime or part of the concrete, they burn limestone. Wow. And so, so it takes like this insane heat source, and I think they shovel tire pieces into there. They do a lot of weird shit with tires. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like you've been on a lot of adventures this year. I ha- I've been busier than I ha- than I um, than I have in other years this year. Yeah. Okay. But you know, it's a weird world. It's a weird world. I, I, uh, yeah, I've been traveling out of circumstance a lot. Yeah, like out of circum. What does that mean, out of circumstance? Well, like uh, out of the circumstances that have arrived. That's why I've been traveling. I haven't really been wanting wanting to travel a lot. Oh it's right, happened. you've just been stuck in situations. Yeah, you know, or had to make choices that you know. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I've, uh, it's maybe a unique experience that I've had is to be in a lot of really empty airports this year. Oh, yeah. Like up north, especially, right? Yeah, up north. But, you know, the southern airports are actually a lot more empty than the northern ones. Because there's a lot of travel that's still going on up north, just between communities and, you know, out of the smaller communities into the hub, kind of hubbed uh, towns. And but down south, I mean, it's not the airports are just just dead kind of feeling. Like and it's very strange. They're they're these huge, huge buildings, so much infrastructure around it, and and not a lot happening. Weird, eh? It is weird. Yeah, when you take off, it's like every airport I've been to this year, you can see just like parked aircraft all around. All around it. It's, and all the stores all the stores are closed, so you can't even buy a sandwich. You can't have a sandwich or a beer while you're waiting? You know, the only only kiosk that I've found open in my this entire year has been the chilies in, in Cal the Calgary International Airport. Oh god, I spent way too much time in there one time. <laughs> It's a place that people know. You know, if you ever if you ever go through that, it's yeah. It could be a happy place or a sad place or, or a medium place. <laughs> what, what what was the circumstance you were there? Oh, I was just waiting to get home, and then I just watched like the end of Arrested Development or something. Were you coming from the homeland? I was coming from Australia, I think. Trying to uh, build a lifelong relationship. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. I'm remembering this now. Yeah. Um. So, was this on the way back? 
Yeah, I was on the way back. And um, how were you? How were you feeling? Um, bored. <laughs> I right. guess I was in an airport. Yeah, it's a boring. It's a boring place to be. I don't mind it though. Me neither. I don't mind being bored. No, it was a good trip. I had a great time. You did? Yeah. I, um, I remember you writing letters to Australia. Yeah, I'm, I like writing letters. I love doing that. Yeah. Are you writing letters right now? No, I have no one to write to. You can write to me, Kip. I guess so. You'll have to send me your, your address up north. Yeah, I have no problem writing letters. It's thrilling. Can be. I've been I've been trying to write letters since I moved away. I've been trying to write more, um, and I've I've succeeded. I've sent some letters. There have been years where I've sent no letters at all. Mm-hmm. But this year, this year I have sent some, and so I feel somewhat accomplished on on the on that train. Sometimes people throw out letters, which I kind of hate. Send them to? Yeah. I can't. I can't uh, find myself doing that. Really, I don't get sent enough letters to just willy nilly toss them away. It's a bit rude, isn't it? Well, it's so such an intimate thing, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not so. It's not so hard to have a key, you know a letter a box of letters. No, it's thrilling even. And you never know when, like, someone else will find it. Yeah, and what a special journey that is, like, piecing together somebody's life. Yeah. It's fun, fun, fun. Like the Beach Boys. I, um, I learned recently, uh, through my new circumstances, that, um, a letter... A single letter, like a letter with one stamp, you can stuff it full of stuff as long as it can fit through, like, a standard mail slot. Mm -hmm. And it can be, um, I think, 30 grams, or it can be an ounce. It can weigh one ounce. So one stamp, you can mail an ounce worth of whatever it is, letters or stuff. Wow, Um, weed, man. Yeah, you could do weed for sure, yeah. I was I was trying to mail I I like to uh, make different things or even just collect rocks and I and I was mailing I was mailing a lot of rocks uh, this summer last summer okay and, and I had a few of my letters uh, rejected at the post office because oh, they were really? I um I sent a letter to Nick in Guatemala. And the uh, U.S. government opened it because <clears throat> there was a half smoked cigarette in it. <laughs> but then they just closed it back up again, and 
He got it. And did he smoke this other half? Yeah. Oh, that's very. That's a very nice uh, thing to do. Yeah. To share a cigarette with <clears throat> a friend. Uh, that's very far away. Yeah. All the way across uh, the world. And you said you're not a passionate guy. <laughs> I just tell that to people. Really half cigarettes to your friends. <laughs> that's nice. You gotta pretend all the time. You can't let people know who you are. Is that a radio thing or is that just a life thing? That's a life thing. You know, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I, I know that, I know that, uh, I feel that for myself as well. I like to be, I like to be private, although that doesn't always apply. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't like giving my name to strangers, but then sometimes I would, you know, do, do something like just publicize something that I've done. And it's a weird double standard. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't like the expectation that everybody knows everything about you. Even if they're your friends, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to tell somebody something face to face without them knowing everything about what's going on in your life, you know? Well, we all want mystery. Exactly. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just that we have to, I don't know, maybe we have to cultivate it more often now. Do you think so? Ah, uh, maybe not. Are people it's too open on the internet, do you think? Are people what? <laughs> Are people too open on the internet, do you think? Maybe not. Maybe it just seems that way, but really, it's it's not real in, intimate information. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I'm in no place to judge really others or what they do. Well, and there's no point in doing that. Yeah. It's more fun just living your life with your sweetheart or whatever. is very important. I like it a lot. Well, you gotta... That's why every superhero wears a... cape? I don't know. Yeah. Do you... Are you a superhero guy, Kip? Did you grow up? Did you grow up with that? I like the DC comics, the Justice League, which is nice um, because I don't have to keep up with a bunch of movies. <laughs> because they're not making those movies? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm not That's wild great. about superheroes. I'm really wild about anything. Just a man with no passion. Well, <laughs> just not like the simple ones. What are what are your not? Or maybe passions? the simple passions is what I'm into. Right, 
like the you know smoking cigarettes or you know sitting near a, a toasty fire yeah having a coffee just like cozy things oh i love cozy things you know what i got into this winter kip that's pretty cozy was uh was carving wooden spoons but this this was the this was that was not necessarily new although was, i'm getting a little better at it but the step up was that i started doing it inside mm. i was like couch yes please carving wooden spoons yes please together it was it was cozy it was the coziest why not oh i loved it and um what was I gonna ask? Did you get some good spoons? Uh, I made I made many dozens, many dozen spoons, and they're not all the same quality. But but I'm getting better at, at making them for sure. Yeah. Nice to hear. I think my favorite one was uh, I gave to uh, a young friend of mine for his birthday, and uh, he was pretty stoked about it. And I burned his uh, name into it, and so he—it was. Uh, I think that was my—that was the most satisfying spoon to make. How do you go about burning a name into it? Well, I actually carved his name into it with a mm-hmm. knife, and then I burnt it with a blowtorch, mm-hmm. so it was all kind of blackened. And then I sanded the outside, mm-hmm. and then so just the letters were stayed black. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of experimenting with some new techniques. And like any time that involves, you know, a craft that involves a blowtorch, I'm I'm kind of into it. That's a passion that I have, I think. Blowtorches. Yeah. They are pretty definitely. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever do like a project that you were like, you, you were like, told your grandma you like you could do this project and you totally failed at it <laughs> like what sort of project i don't know like making icing sugar or like painting a picnic table i think like i think like as an adult or like as a young whatever um i think the uh, goal of like graduating from university Mm-hmm. That like um, that kind of like invaded me, and to the to this day, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's maybe maybe that works as an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember getting in trouble uh, for cutting boards too short. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But I mean, if you don't give proper instruction, it's your fault. Absolutely. Oh man, I still cut boards way too short, way too often. Yeah. But whatever, it's still fun to do it. So There's always fun. more boards. Absolutely. Trying to build a sauna kit for that's another this is another failure or maybe not failure it's just a work in progress but it's like a really really 
long work in progress. You know, we're at the beginning. It felt like it was it was such an attainable thing. You know, if I would just set my mind to it, just that's this the one thing that I want to do is I just want to make a sauna. That's like a goal in my life. Yeah. And it's um, you know, I'm I'm more than a decade into having that goal, and I've I've worked on on some saunas, but they've never actualized. They haven't been what you wanted. They've never gotten hot, which is really the key clincher to a sauna. Well, you need special stones. See, I've never even gotten that far to to heat up a stone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a couple steps back, I think here. Okay. But what, but what kind of stones? I mean, this is uh, this is your your culture, the sauna culture. I don't know. They just have like stones that don't break when they get hot and you have to steal them I think <laughs> like from uh, from landscaping um, kind of areas or yeah or like yeah. late at night you put your little mask on yeah yeah I, I you know I was I was seeing noticing some some nice landscaping uh, kind of around uh, where Ikea is you know I feel like that would be a safe spot to go look for some nice sauna stones yeah not a lot of security around ikea i don't think no i mean it's so big even if there is a couple of people it's uh you know yeah what are you, you know, can what are you gonna do about it yeah throw a, a horse meatball at me yeah yeah how do you feel about eating horse i don't have a problem with eating horse you know i've never done it but I, but I don't think I do either. I don't think I do. I, I, you know, there are some things that certainly make me feel uncomfortable when I, when I hear about people eating them. But uh, but it's just my discomfort, and I and I try not to impose judgment on someone else if they were to eat it. You know, yeah. just because it might be difficult for me doesn't mean it's not normal for someone else. Like for example. I heard about, um, my, uh, friend told me he, that he ate, uh, a lynx. And I was thinking that I've never heard of that before. Really? Why not? Well, I just never heard of anyone doing it. So it was kind of a new idea. I'd never even thought about what that would be like. And I, and I wondered if other people in other places in the world eat other wild cats. And uh, maybe maybe they do. Probably. If you're hungry, yeah. you're, you're gonna eat it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But like lions, like does anyone eat a lion? Yeah, for sure. Like people? Yeah, for sure they do. <laughs> that sounds. It sounds meaty though. I don't know. Like, in my head, I would eat it. But in real life, I probably wouldn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like to try things, though. I think it's good to try things. It's good to push the boundaries, you know? Well, you don't know what you're missing. 
Exactly. Yeah, and then also, you know, just because you tried something once doesn't mean it can't be whatever different another time. Yeah, it could be. It all like I used to eat a lot of vegetables, but my parents were just bad cooks. Yeah. Are you a big vegetable guy now? Well, like... Are you a vegetarian kid? No. No, I'm uh, just uh whatever you put in front of me guy. Mm. Yeah. Do you... Do you um, what is your... What's your kitchen life like? And, and what I mean by that is, like, what do you... What do you cook, cook for yourself these days? If I'm, if I'm cooking for myself, it's basically just mac and cheese, uh, fettuccine Alfredo, or egg in a hole, or other British breakfast things. <laughs> is egg in the hole, is that where you like rip a piece of bread out from the inside of a slice? Yeah. Wow. And then you fry it. Do you incorporate that into a sandwich? Like, would that be like one layer of a two-bread slice sandwich? No, it wouldn't be a sandwich. You just eat them, like, with your fork and your knife. And then would you, do you take the inside piece of the bread that you rip out and, like, use that as your dipper? Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You fry that nice. too. Oh. Yeah, because you want it to be nice and toasty. Yeah. You know, one of my one of my cooking passions, Kip, which maybe you could get behind, maybe not. It it seems like it could act can actually be controversial, or at least separate people into groups. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is beans. I love beans on toast. You love beans on toast. Yeah. I think beans are great on toast too, or on on anything. Yeah, beans are amazing. Yeah, I even um, I even regularly uh, like to cook what I call a uh, my uh, my famous uh, ten day bean cycle. I don't even and know what this is. I don't. I'm not sure. I want to know about this. Are you? I think you do, Kim. Okay. <laughs> you maybe don't. Okay, let's listen. So, 10 days, it's a loose estimation of how long it's going to take you to eat the entire lot of beans that you're making. Obviously, you want to start with dry beans because this is implying you're you're cooking quite a bit of beans. And you don't want to buy that many cans of beans. So, day one, you're looking at like a pretty soupy bean because you're cooking it down. Maybe you get an onion or some... Um, jalapenos in there, some salt, pretty basic, watery, but fully cooked bean. And then over the course of the 10 days, you cook the beans every time you eat them, and it cooks down. And so day one is bean soup. Day 10, you're looking at refried, refried beans. So that kind of like mashed, hard, refried bean kind of paste yeah. in the pan. And if you're lucky, one of like the, these little beautiful tidbits that just happen in life 
is if you're lucky and you leave this ending bean cycle on the stove for the 10 days so you don't refrigerate it it will ferment just enough to turn the beans kind of lemony tasting okay so rotten well not rotten just slightly fermented okay um but it's really kind of it's kind of a crapshoot so you know maybe if you're trying this at home for the first time uh listeners i would suggest maybe maybe refrigerating your beans for the you know over the 10 days but if you want to get you know experimental you you could leave them on stove mm-hmm. mm. and this is your thing Well, if it hasn't killed you, it can't kill anyone. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Well, that's fun. And you, what beans do you use? I'm I'm partial to uh, pinto beans personally. Good choice. Yeah, I think it's a really good bean. Um, but that being said, I'm aware that there are just a vast diversity of beans and bean varieties out there and so i really don't want to discard any beans just by going with the kind of conventional mainstream pinto bean mm-hmm. because there could be obscure um you know even like native bean varieties to manitoba that are delicious and i just don't know about or can't you know yeah it'd be worth getting a catalog or knowing where i can source some kind of artisanal bean varieties. Well, I'm sure you'd be good at looking in catalogs. Uh, you'd think that, but I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't own a single bean catalog that I know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but this conversation, it may be inspiring me to get one. So, but if anybody, like, if you know, if you hear of any um, varieties, Kip, you just you let me know. Hmm. I can't think of any. I only know the basics. Kidneys, navies, pintos, black-eyed. Yeah, you got your white beans, your navy beans. Yeah, I like I like I like white navy beans. Nice. My mom my mom does too. She's a big fan of the white white navy bean. Um yeah. Black turtle I, yeah, there are ma- like multitudes of these, aren't there? There are, yeah, yeah. You know, um, is a, a question for you, Kip. Is a, is a lentil a bean? It's a pulse. Is a bean a pulse? I don't know that. Mm. Yeah. So I have no idea. Well, no one really cares that much. But I mean, uh, people don't care that much about like eggs or like cheese either. But then you see, you know, you you see uh, like a billboard or uh, like an advertisement with like Dennis Rodman in a Rolling Stone magazine, you know, advocating for like milk drinking. Yeah. And uh, you know, but like, what about a Dennis Rodman advertisement for you know advocating for beans? (laughs) 
Well, I think, would Dennis Rodman make money off that? Well, I, I, that's a good question. Do you think Dennis Rodman made money off the Got Milk ads? Probably, yeah, lots. <laughs> so maybe the milk, the dairy industry is just kind of like way above the bean industry? Well, they're, they're pretty powerful. The bean industry? No, the... Um, milk industry but you'd, you'd think that there might be some powerful people in the bean industry too well I guess like, so but like maybe in Mexico like uh, I mean here we are we're, we're in the bread basket here in Canada and um, they're growing beans here and pulses and pulses I mean there's gotta be like a soybean queen Oh, but she's keeping her name secret. Maybe, maybe that's true. You know, I think, I think this, maybe this could be. This is part of the mystery we were talking about earlier. Is the, is a, you know, part of it is like uncovering the things that are mysteries. Mm-hmm. Like who is, who is at the top of the bean, the great bean pyramid? Uh, that would be Stephen Harper. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're giving him way too much credit, Kim. <laughs> or maybe it's his son. Is his son around? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I see um, men of a certain age and dress, and I think that maybe they are Stephen Harper. <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird being a Canadian politician uh, because you just like disappear that's it <laughs> yeah where, where do you think he is now Alberta yeah probably um what was Alberta doing today that you said? I don't know. Well, he's doing whatever Alberta's doing right now. <laughs> Maybe he's at the airport Chili's in Calgary. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Having a time. He's having a time. Maybe, you know, he's eating some Tex-Mex and he's, and he's having a, a, a beverage. Yeah, taking names, shaking hands. Well, someday uh, there'll be opportunities for uh, for you in politics to get, you know. I hope not. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah. For what? You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any of those ambitions either. I would rather people didn't even know I existed. So. That's nice. Well, it, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough thing to have that that opinion and be on the radio. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dude, um, because because you just you use your real name and everything. 
Yeah, well, why lie? I hate lying. There you go. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have, uh, any, do you have any fans, Kip, that, uh, I mean, of course you have fans, but do you know, do you know of any? No. contact you? No. No idea. No, uh, are there, like, any, no, no fan letters or, uh, or anything like that? Nope, nothing. Well, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Just like so, how how long have you had this show? I know you've been doing different shows forever, but uh, this is, a new one. is this a new one? I've had it for a bit more than a year. That's awesome. Yeah, and we just use up all our time. <laughs> we just used up all our time. Yeah, we did. So it's the radio show's over. Yeah. We talked well, so much. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure, Kim. Yeah, it was really a pleasure. That was so fun. Thanks so much, Tom. Hey, thanks, thanks to you, Kip, for uh, inviting me to chat with you. Yeah, and um, enjoy your the rest of your first day off. Thanks. I will. Hey, when is uh, when are you when is your show? I don't have any shows. What do you mean, this show? Yeah. Oh, it'll be next Tuesday. Like, tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm really cutting it down the line here. <laughs> um, what, you should tell me uh, what time. 5.30 p.m. on 101.5 umfm.com. Wow. I'm going to tune in. Yeah, you should. Um, well, you do a great job at your at your radio show, Kip. Thanks. Well, it's all about the guest. Well, I hope I was a, a good guest for you. Most notable, if I could use two words. That's good. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just putting it in my phone right now so I don't forget. Okay. 5.30 tomorrow. Yeah. And Kip, um, uh, what, what is your, what is your life like right now? Uh, it's kind of laissez-faire. Cool. In a good way? Yeah, well... I've been needing a break, so I just took one. That's nice. Um, I imagine that it's been hard to be in the service industry this year. Yeah, for like a year and a half. Yeah. Nothing but repeat. And that's must be pretty stressful. Yeah, no friends to talk to, nothing. Very boring. And are you doing okay with it? Not really. No, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. But do you take care of yourself? I mean, I try to. I'm thinking about ordering a milkshake. Right now? Yeah. Wow. Where do you, uh, where, where's your go-to order, ordering place? I don't know. I'm going to look and just 
pick one. Well, I guess, you know, what, I mean, there's that place down the year alley. They probably sell milkshakes, don't they? Dairy Queen? Or, uh, or, uh, Cindy's. Oh, they're closed now. Oh, okay. Oh, not quite, but whatever. Nice. Oh, no, who knows? Yeah, I got no plans. Well, I would love to uh, to see you if you were up for that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know, and I don't want to, uh, um, I, you know, I'm, like, I'm back here on vacation, and I don't even know how to uh, go about it, because I don't, I don't know how people feel about things. Right. You know, like, some, I don't know if people are offended by people wanting to hang out with them, or if that's bad a bad thing to do. Yeah, it's very confusing right now. Because people seem to have different opinions. and Yeah, well, we can find a time. Well, uh, that'd be nice. Anyways, if, if it happens, it'd be great. Okay, that'd be awesome, Tom. Shoot me a text. I will do that. Okay, take care. Love you much. Love you too, kid. Bye now. Bye. And that was famous naturalist Tom Greening on Kip interviews his friends, and we had a great time. I hope you did too. Take care.